they don't like my singing to start the podcast. We haven't started the podcast yet, so. We don't know when we start recording. Are we rolling? You are rolling now. See, with the podcast has started. Okay. And a kick it off in a one and a two and a one, two, three. Welcome to Hold My Bread, everybody. Another episode here. What is this, episode four? Episode four. Mm. We're in your door because you want some more. That is technically not a song. That is just a rhyme. Someone call it a limerick. Yeah, I know. That's not a limerick. You have to be from <laughs> Ireland to say a limerick. You can, you'll, you can only be Frank McCourt or a leprechaun to say a limerick. <laughs> okay. And you know, some people, they say Frank McCourt was a leprechaun. I don't know who that is. Oh, he's, he's, he's an Irish author. Uh, okay. And we've lost all of our audience off the bat. Welcome to Hold My Bread. Thank you to all of our listeners. I know we've been having a couple people reach out, telling us they've enjoyed the pod, and telling us that our guest last week, Miss Moneybags Riley, <laughs> sounded pretty hot. <laughs> uh, that did happen. Somebody did say, who is that? They sound hot. And what's your name, baby? Oh, uh, what? What's your name, baby? My name? Yeah. My name is Matt Backus. You know this. And you are the host of this podcast? One half of Hold My Bread. One half of Hold My Bread. You know, the carbo-free, the, we're carbo-loading today. Yeah, absolutely. We had a busy day. Yeah, we're living like kings. I am, of course, Joel Wachowski. Um, yeah. And we're, yeah, we're living like kings today. Yeah. We rolled out with our friend Richie, and we rolled out with the beautiful one. We went across the city of Brooklyn to Jacob Reese Park, hung out on the Rockaways, and um, it was 90 degrees yeah. on October 2nd. So by any company that can like be profitable due to climate change, but we were in the beach, and I guess the beach was closed. Yeah, we were uh, kind of running from the uh, the police a little bit, uh, the beach police. Um, they weren't letting us swim. They were. We, they weren't. It was very fun. Yeah, they had one guy on an ATV policing a mile of beach, and he his job was to make sure nobody got in the water, and everyone got in the water. <laughs> he was responsible <laughs> for so much. Uh, and yeah. I, I, I've, I'm really just bombing in life lately. Like, I went up to the, the cop after he got me out of the water, and I was like, oh, I guess you found out that I'd eaten within the last 45 minutes. And he was like, oh, what? Oh, what? <laughs> I've never had the stone face where I like you tell a joke to someone in a motorcycle helmet and you don't even get like a smile. Also, he had on sunglasses <laughs> yeah. uh, and a ski mask for some reason. Yeah, I feel like I'm doing stand up comedy to Daft Punk. <laughs> yeah, he was uh, he was not the funnest, but I mean, it was a fun day, but he was not the funnest. He made us get out. It was kind of fun, though, because we got to swim in the water and also break a rule. That was enjoyable. I like that. I ate a bacon, egg, and cheese on the beach where, where they're supposed to be enjoyed. Yeah, I mean, there must be a rule against that, too. Yeah, probably. Only only during the summer. But that was fun. Then we came back, took a rooftop shower. Together, but to, in different stalls. Together. Yeah, I mean, part of this podcast, the goal is that we both become incredibly rich. I am yeah. faking it till I make it. I'm We're broadcasting from my palace in Bushwick right now. Yeah, luxury apartment. And we went up to the roof... And there's some outdoor showers. We took that and... Um, it was raining while we walked to the showers. That was the best. We were like, well, I guess we'll just get more wet in the shower. I feel so purified. I feel so ready. And, yep. you know, someday Hold My Bread will be a million dollar podcast. Today, Hold My Bread is the $386 podcast. Every stock <laughs> we've given you so far is down. We're, we're talking about trucks. We're talking about Lloyd's of London. We're talking about... <laughs> 
Oh, Slack is down for sure. <laughs> yeah, Slack was uh, the first step out the gate. Not a great one. Yeah, if only there were a more efficient way for me to communicate that message to you and you could have replied, but <laughs> there's just no product. There's no that technology does that. that exists. You uh, know, we we are idiots. We are stupid. And um, I'm really, that's ju- just talking about Matt. But um, <laughs> I'm an idiot who's dumb. But we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> that's actually what his business card says. Yeah. Matt Beck. I'll Matt. introduce myself. Uh, yes, I am an idiot who's dumb. Matt Beck is an idiot who's dumb. How, how the hell are you? But just by being these normal kind of guys, I think we're smarter than some Wall Street professionals. People go to school for this and they're still stupid. We are <laughs> stupid. We didn't, it didn't even cost us money. And of course, we I know we spent like basically a whole episode on it, but just like with the financial industry kind of crossing over to the mainstream, the WeWork story has gotten out of control. Yeah. CEO Adam Newman is out. I don't want to take credit for that, but we kind of, you know, we released the episode that day he steps down. I mean, come on. We recorded that episode on Saturday and, you know, we did have Moneybags Riley in the room. So the whispers of our, our uncoverings, our findings. Yeah. Of basically reading just different news paper articles <laughs> on the podcast. Uh, and, twi- and Twitter and other things like that. Yeah, yeah. that's not what we do here at all. But You're you whispering know, into the mic, you know that, oh, right? Oh, fuck. Um, but yeah, no, he was out by that Monday. Yeah. The, value, the IPO is off and their valuation is nothing. They went from a $47 billion valuation to talk of bankruptcy in six weeks. What a drop off. What did you give up for Lent? Uh, the entire value of my company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rough couple days for uh, the Newmans. That's it. Newman. Yeah. And I was kind of like, I thought it was kind of like, I was wondering like, who does, what is evaluation? Can you right. tell me that? I mean, I, I think it has, it's where they compile a bunch of this, a bunch of statistics get compiled. <laughs> so basically you, you take a look, uh, you take track of like, a company's assets, their liabilities, right. and right. you come with an amount of equity that they have. There's a lot of nuances, but WeWork came up with their own valuation, set it at $47 billion. There were banks that were backing them like as far back as a year ago that knew they were worth $18, $18 billion at most. And like that was the bank Fidelity, who was an early investor, but they had no they didn't bring that to attention because why would they? Right. By not saying anything, they stumbled into the most valuable tech startup in the country. Now it's gone. It's dragging down the entire IPO market. We'll talk about that. Yeah, it's making people afraid to do that. It's like making people more. I think it's like enough. This is going to ripple for a while, affecting how people confidently do you know do this. Yeah, I mean, I'm so crestfallen by this company's downfall. We don't work anymore. Yeah, I've given up on work. We don't work now. Yeah, we. you've ruined the whole name. The work yeah. brand is over. When we're just supporting Andrew Yang, we're going to get our $1,000 a month. Yep. And we'll lose it all on Slack. Yeah. <laughs> I owe people money already. I need that. Uh, I need Andrew Yang to get elected because I owe people $1,000. And do you, do you, have you looked up like the hard and fast of why we work declined. I mean, I've done a little bit of research here and there, like, uh, as far as like, I mean, we all know they don't have a product. They don't have a product. They're just, they're just like renting out high end real estate to these like douchey companies. And they're not really making a ton of money because their upkeep on these buildings is not cheap. And the rent is expensive. 
And they're being undercut by, aren't they being undercut by other companies as well? There are other companies trying to come undercut, and undercut They're them. being undercut by hotel lobbies you can just stay in if you're a guest. Exactly. <laughs> or we talked it. about this on the other episode. Just go to a Starbucks. Just work at a Starbucks. Go get a coffee, sit down, use their Wi-Fi. Yeah, like there's an established version of WeWork in Britain that's been around since 2000. And they don't, they're not like very fancy or whatever. Right. And they're only ba- valued at $3 billion. Only $3 billion? Oh, man. It's don't just, even talk to me. And like, so when you get an IPO, like basically a lot of companies in the early tech boom, just by having their, any name recognition, they were able to just be like, Oh, I'll buy that stock. It would blow up. And when that money comes in, that generates so much momentum for the country, for the company. Like we work, they were running out of money. Like they need $9 billion just to run the company for the next year. But when you release your IPO, you have to put together something called an S1. Do you know what an S1 is? I don't. Tell me. Okay. So an S1, that is your like presentation. It's it's the hard and fast. You show your financials. You talk about how you, you'll use investments, what you're going to do with capital. And you go over competition in the marketplace and you just say, basically show how your company is going to function in the economy as a whole. So it's just a PowerPoint. Basically, but we work, <laughs> the entire downfall was really linked to their S1. Right. Their so, S1 was bad. Well, and S1s are usually just lists of numbers, lists of officers. You have a succession plan. I learned that from succession. Shout out HBO. <laughs> and in, in, in lieu of like what's meant to be a bland financial document, they released a, a, piece where their stated goal was to elevate the world's consciousness. We know we talked about CEO Adam Newman and his wife, Rebecca. She was very involved in the artistic presentation. Like everyone had a professional photo shoot for them. It was treated like it was a magazine photo shoot where they were booking studios on the Hamptons. They were doing location photo shoots. And in that, um, in that piece, they use the word community 150 times. That is like classic millennial. That's the world we live in, though. That cl- I mean, you said it a minute ago, fake it till you make it. That is what they're doing. They're doing the, they're literally spending all their money on, it's like having a bunch of Instagram followers that you bought. It's like they're not, they're, they're spending all this money on promoting and being like, look, we're successful, but they don't have anything. They are the in- Instagram model of companies. Yeah, exactly. That's how, they, I mean, it's like a Ponzi scheme where they may, they get all this money, this high valuation, but really they have nothing. A house of bricks or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. And like they, they were in bed with some really big banks. I mentioned Fidelity. SoftBank has been like this Japanese bank has been like their silent backing partner from the get go. And everyone's like waiting on this document and they delay, delay, delay. And then it's just a series of potpourri photographs. Yeah. I mean, it's like the, it's like a classic thing too, where companies are like, we, we're here to change the world. We're going to change the way you think we're going to innovate. And it's like, what do you do? And they're like, well, we sell coffee. And this was like their artistic statement. They made such an effort to put themselves into the S one. Uh-huh. So my question is, did, did this entire company collapse because people saw their work and realized these guys are douchebags. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that can't have helped. There has to have been people that look at that and that people saw that S1 and looked at it and just said, um, 
I can't work with these people based off of who they are. Yeah. When I show my financial documents to a potential investor, I want them thinking one question. Who are these assholes? (laughs) I always include my headshot with my taxes. Uh, (laughs) I give them my headshot and I give them my, uh, my reel. I give them my write-offs and my finger guns. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Also, if there are any IRS people listening to this, I pay my taxes, bitch. All right. Yeah. If you, uh, he doesn't mean to insult bitch. He just means if you are a government employee, he yeah. looks down upon you. Yeah. It's just where you work. Yeah, it's you, not you, personal. You're like the park ranger that, that wouldn't let us swim. All right. You're a bitch. <laughs> you won't let me swim. He's like, the beach is closed. I was like, really? You're going to tell me the ocean's closed? Wide open. Look at it. You're going to come in and get me? I ran in. He didn't come. Yeah, it sounds like someone was hired by Greta Thunberg. Yeah. <laughs> well, she says the ice caps are melting. It was pretty warm today. I'll tell you. Yeah, I think because the ice caps are melting, we're all going to die. It's 90 degrees on October 2nd. Yeah, that's not normal. And like within two days of the S1 being released, um, competitors were came out and said, landlords of WeWork with WeWork locations in their buildings were reaching out and be like, hey, do you have anyone for this space? We don't trust these guys. <laughs> Why not? I don't understand. And they were they were just widely hated. Like they went to Google and Google summed up their there's a process where they sum up like how the entire internet feels about you and they had the worst rating yeah, it's called, of it's any called, company it's ever called Instagram. in a similar situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, Google like literally has um, they have software that uh, I, that doesn't surprise me at all. Google can they literally plug it into a program and they're like, yeah, We've det- computer determined that this is bullshit and you guys are an a- Google has a program that determines that they are assholes. Yeah. Both Google and Andrew Yang came out against WeWork. Yeah. And Andrew Yang, he, he, I feel like he's a pretty positive guy. Absolutely. He's yeah. hanging out with Dominique Wilkins. He challenged Ted Cruz to a game of basketball. Yeah. Ted Cruz is always in the worst game of ba- games of basketball. <laughs> Did you see that video? Andrew Yang riding on a scooter. He loves to have fun. Andrew Yang, if you're listening, um, if you, and you want to do the podcast, come on by. I, I know you do a lot of New York comics podcasts, but we're not going to call you the same names to get you on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We just want to show you our respect. We want a thousand dollars a month. Yeah. And, um, I really just want to be introduced to Dominique Wilkins. <laughs> I already met Andrew once. So it's like, yeah, I'm sure I can put in a word. How did you meet Andrew Yang? I um, was in the lobby at 30 Rock and uh, I saw a guy that I work with and he goes, he literally walked up and he goes, hey, that one guy that's running for president, uh, that Asian guy is running for president. I went, Andrew Yang? And he went, yeah, he's downstairs. And I immediately was like, well, I got to go meet him. So then I ran downstairs. I walked in and it was one of those things where I literally busted into the room and everybody like stopped to look you at me. You busted into the room. I busted into the room. I busted. I didn't walk. I just busted. Yeah, I was really excited to meet this presidential <laughs> candidate. So I busted in the room. Um, <laughs> and then after I cleaned myself off, um, no, he, I just stood there and I was, and he went, hi. And I went, hi. I, I just wanted to say hi. And he goes, do you want a picture? And I went, yeah, sure. And then we took the picture. I have an Ariana Grande shirt. It's on our Instagram. On, yeah, it's on the whole my brand Instagram. It's on my personal Instagram. Got like, you know, got a couple likes, a couple, you know, close to 250 likes. No big deal. Are you someone who bothers celebrities for pictures a I, lot? Honestly, no, I'm not. Um, but Andrew Yang just did it for you? Yeah, but I he did. And he, I mean... There's a couple reasons. He asked me if I want to take a photo, which I thought was cool. And my maybe he was excited to meet you. <laughs> well, I mean, he did ask me if I wanted a photo. I didn't. I Do don't know. we know that Andrew Yang doesn't frequent crackers in Indianapolis? I mean, he. Uh, you know, I do have a couple YouTube videos that have at least a hundred views. <laughs> um, 
But my sister and I, we were joking about Andrew Yang like a year ago. Like, um, and now he's kind of, we've kind of watched him build and build in popularity. But I was like, I have to get a picture just to send to my sister. I even told my told him, I go, my sister's uh, gonna never going to believe this. And he goes, give your sister my best. And I didn't. I didn't do it. <laughs> I didn't give it. I didn't do it until now. Andrew, Tiffany, if you're listening, the sweet <laughs> sentiment is there. It's just delayed a little bit. Who is Tiffany? Your sister? No, her name's Taylor. Taylor. Ooh, that's strike two for you, bud. <laughs> You're out. Between uh, Tiffany and, uh, what was it? Um, Roy Hibbard. Oh, yeah, I am. I am. Yeah, yeah, you're on thin ice with Taylor. Um, That's all right. How how does Tiffany feel about me, though? (laughs) Tiffany Haddish? I don't know. I don't have a Tiffany. There's no Tiffany in my life. Tiffany Taylor's pretty close. I I, I don't feel too bad about it. Oh, well, I'm going to catch hell for this one. I'm drinking a foreshadow latte. I'm all jacked up. I don't think we've met. Yes, you have. Briefly. I think you have. I think she slept in my bed, but we've never met. That's true. She did. Yeah, that's true. true of many ladies. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be true of many ladies when you leave this weekend. You slept in my bed, but we never met. Oh, that's a good, what is that? Bruce uh, Bruce Springsteen? I was trying to do a little bit more Michael McDonald. Oh, that was more Bruce. I don't know if that's uh, Michael McDonald. Michael McDonald is more like, Everyone who complained about the singing is going to be like, oh, geez, man, they didn't take No, they just cruises. don't want you to sing right at the gate. Don't be, see, people don't want to be sung at immediately. So everything is, is coming. WeWork is in an unprecedented shitstorm for a company. It's really fun to watch. Adam Newman is his strategy is to walk around barefoot. Yep. Saying the numbers will speak for themselves and assure that his, his company is Amazon in its book stage. That's like some stuff from like uh, Silicon Valley, the show. Like, like CEOs walk around barefoot and stuff like that. He walks around barefoot in Manhattan. That's really? crazy. And you know me. I'm our good friend Richie said it today when I was laying in the dirt, jumping in the tide. He said, Joel, you're a man of the earth. <laughs> if I walked around shoeless in New York City, I would amputate my feet. Yeah, you'd have to. You wouldn't be able to keep them. No doubt. Give them, give them back to the earth from which they came. And like, it makes sense that, but like all Adam Newman is becoming a punchline, but it's not all his fault. No, it's his, his wife's bad. fault too. It's not. I mean, she gets a bad rep. She's a paltrow and like, she is kind of a douchebag. Yeah. She's got a couple of Jada eggs up her asshole. If you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just a tangent. Is there a, a, is douchebag a gender specific word? I don't know. I think it's like saying people are bitches. You, you can be a bitch and be a man. Yeah. It like, doesn't mean women. You can be a bitch and be a man. You, I yeah. guess you can be a douchebag and be a woman. <laughs> you can be a, a douchebag and be trans. It doesn't matter who you are. Everybody, people are people are douchebags no matter what they believe in. There should be like a movie about, you know how there's always like movies about like, oh, the first woman to play in the U.S. Open. <laughs> There should be a, woman, a movie about the first woman to be a douchebag. <laughs> Just a mini docuseries? No, I don't want to go home and stay and care for the kids and make dinner. <laughs> I want to vape. <laughs> I want to blow some chunky clouds, goddammit. And but like, I see where Newman's come from, because if this IPO were even a little bit successful... Like, just if it were existing as a stock, he'd be one of the richest people in the world. Right, it's like Jeff Bezos level. Yeah, and like... The banks, they were all over these guys. They knew the valuation was wrong, but they were pumping it out because if the bank were to just get this to IPO, they would have collected over $100 million in fees. So everyone's acting in their own best interest. Meanwhile, their employees are buying into options, ruining their financial futures. And <laughs> Adam Newman is walking away with a portfolio of some of the best real estate 
in the country. Yeah, can you? I mean, there have to be there have to have been some bankers that saw all this coming and that knew they were going to file for IPO. There was, and there was. They so many companies sat them down and said, "Yo, this isn't the process." And they came back and said, "We're committed to the WeWork way." But then there's got to be people like well, you just said. There's com- there were people in their own company that were buying options against them. There have to have been bankers that were like, as soon as they file for IPOs, we're going to buy options and they're going to we're going to make a fortune because this company's going to fail. And we're going to buy these options and we're going to make so much money. And now they're not filing for IPO. And you know that they were like, God, we were so close. Ugh, we were yeah. so, close. so there was a, there was like a, a lot of panic in the office on an early September, like the, the potential investors, the employees, they got together. I think it was September 4th and Adam Newman wanted to address their concerns. And of course he just pointed out how good the S1 looked and announced that the company was no longer using leather. What? Where were they using leather? No more couches. Oh. No more chairs. Bean bags. Bean bag chairs for everyone. And the next day, the potential price of the IPO fell from forty-seven to twenty billion. Oh boy! And at this point, WeWork needs eight to nine billion dollars right now to continue growing. If in like they're going to run out of cash in the next year if they can't find any more money, and you know they they're making more videos. Bankers are taking away support, but, but really like in this economy, did Adam Newman do a bad job? See some empty real estate, put some motherfuckers in there and tell everyone you're building a brand, walk away, go to your guitar shaped room and you are good, my man. Yeah. I mean, who's going to replace him as CEO? Have they said, do we know? Uh, well, we got to talk about this. I am in the running, actually. Oh, well, wow. That's an announcement for the podcast. Yeah, yeah. No, just to, not to really tip my hand, but... I did notice you were extra, like, earthbound at the beach today. Yeah, I'm not wearing shoes anymore. I'm going to do ayahuasca and look at some Excel spreadsheets. I am ready to run a 21st century brand. Yeah, you're going to have to date his wife, I think, probably. She comes with a company. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool if, like... You know, just absolutely like, yeah, the CEO is married to this, this lady. Like you're the governor, you have to live in a certain mansion. Yeah. yeah she's yeah. Gonna, she's going to art design all your documents. Like, yo, I'm just sending out memos, dog. Uh, here's the key to my wife. <laughs> she's uh, a Paltrow. Just don't get anything caught in the goop. Um, uh, all right. Well, um. Yeah, WeWork is crazy. It's been fun. I'm glad we kind of got it on this and we did. I I thought we would really just do one. It would be a one episode arc sort of thing, but we're gonna kind of we're gonna have to check in on this. Yeah, the I mean, story this story's keeps not over. Evolving and changing, and you know, we mentioned About earlier they are hurting are things for and other IPOs, one company is designed to take on rough roads. Peloton, baby. Peloton. Yeah, they filed for IPO and they went down immediately. <laughs> And they've continued to go down, but it is built into their design that they have a very trilly, hilly course. Uh, yes, they're all about the peaks and the valleys. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and they, this, the CEO of the company even said, he's like, we're not going to be value. We're not going to be profitable until what they say, 2023 or something like that. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. So they're planning. I mean, this is not, this is par for the course, par for the Peloton, I suppose. And, but in some ways, aren't these like kind of similar companies? I agree. I mean, they're, but I feel like Peloton has more of a, they have more of a, I don't know. I almost, I didn't buy Peloton. We almost bought Peloton for the podcast and we still might one of these days. I don't know, but I feel like it has more to offer than we work for sure. Cause it's definitely, it's like a rich people thing. Peloton is the kind of thing people are going to buy it. 
They're going to use it. Um, they're not going to notice this subscription coming out of their uh, out of their out of their bank account every month. They might even you know maybe buy another bike. I've heard rumors that they're going to build maybe a rowing machine. Um, they're I mean they're really like investing in themselves, which is like I respect that. And there is a way that they're growing their business that you have to kind of respect the logic of. When I go to a rich person's house, I usually see a, a Peloton. Really? Yeah, I've never absolutely. Seen one. I've never seen one, actually. I work on these. Uh, I, I get some money from working on high-end photo shoots. Rich people rent out their locations. We got to clear stuff out. And every time I bring a Peloton out the door, because I think their whole sales force is either selling directly to you know, wealthy individuals, luxury apartment buildings. My Bushwick Palace has one. I've never touched it. But they're doing all these things. Wait, you have Pelotons here in the building? Yeah. Wow. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be riding one of those, take it for a spin. Matt's cat sitting. Yeah, I'll be I'll be here. Yeah, if you guys want to hang out, come see me. I'll be here uh, all week. So I'm gonna be living the life. I'll be uh, in your steam room or whatever it is, the sauna. Yeah, well both actually. Outdoor showers for days. Yeah, but by by but just making them like an item that's ubiquitous among the wealthy, poor people trying to have that class aspiration uh-huh. will buy them. Definitely. And they'll become more populated. Definitely. And the company said they're also they're building like studios to broadcast around the world where they're gonna have like cycling studio there's i think they're leaving one this is another thing that makes me think they're gonna do a rowing machine because i think they built three they built one for the bikes uh or maybe it's two for the bikes and they built one for future uh future equipment they haven't announced or whatever so what if peloton gets into the sex robot game all bets are off oh my god hey all you gotta do you put a you put a dildo on your peloton bus uh, on your seat you got one there baby you don't need to make one make it yourself and it seems like they're doing all these new and innovative things but haven't exercise bikes existed for like 150 years. Yeah, but I think their whole thing is like it's to, I mean, we're becoming more of a uh, don't leave your, I feel like we're becoming a more of a don't leave, you don't have to leave to do things. So it's like you're paying for the bike, but you're also paying for the service as far as taking classes without leaving your... Uh, you don't want to go park at a spin class. Right. And it comes out to those spin classes I've never done, but those spin classes are probably very expensive. So it's like at a certain point, that bike is, you're paid off for what you would pay. But I've also heard like they don't pay, they're playing music in these spin classes. They're not paying the artists for the, they have like an Adele day where they like are playing Adele and they're not paying her. Well, don't worry. She's going to be nowhere near a spin class to discover that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't get it. No, I get it. Um, but yeah, so it's like, I've heard some stuff like that, which is not great. They're going to get sued for that. Probably. That's probably gonna be a problem down the road. But, uh, Royal, you know, you can't fuck around with people's music. Musicians don't play around with their, their music. As far as if you're going to use it, you're going to pay them. Man, if there is a musician who could, would make me want to work out less, I can't think of it. <laughs> Adele is like the album you put on after you have a miscarriage, not <laughs> while you get on in, in exercise. You don't want to get on your Peloton and cry? That's what people do. No. no. 21 more minutes. Yeah, 21, yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I'm not counting it out. I was going to jump in at the the IPO price. I'm glad I didn't because it's already down. But Yeah, it's down from 29 to 22. 20, wow, it was at 26. Yeah, it fell again today. Wow. Um, yeah, but all the stuff, I mean, I guess they're going to put on a brave face, but they don't, all the stuff I've read, they don't seem too concerned about it. Okay, so I, I wrote up some questions. So you're on the fence about whether you want to buy Peloton or yeah. not. Maybe after I use one when you're gone this week, I'll uh, change my mind. It might be a knockoff. It would be easy to knock these things off. Yeah. Like, it's just a bike with too thin of a seat. <laughs> I'm a wide-hipped man, and there ain't room for me on that yeah, saddle. Yeah, you got a cheek and a half on there. <laughs> Absolutely. 
That's a, that was the porno knockoff of Cop and a Half. <laughs> <laughs> it, it used the same kid. <laughs> Man, uh, I do it again. I did it every week. I always say something bad on the podcast. Okay. I don't mean to. That's okay. It wasn't that bad. But it's generally, it's hard to fill time. Yeah. Sometimes you get, that's how, hey, that's what got Shane Gills in trouble. Who? I don't know. I'm, I just heard that name. I'm not really big in comedy. Yeah. He, that, that, that's just the associate of Andrew Yang. Yeah, exactly. It's Andrew Yang's running mate. Whoa. Oh, that's what they wanted to sit down and that's talk about. That's the ticket I right want you to be there. my VP. <laughs> <laughs> no, what are you going to say? What are these questions about? So uh, let's say you're Matt Backus. Okay. Slightly better circumstances. You got $250 in your bank account. <laughs> that's, that's slightly better. <laughs> okay, all right. I think so. I would probably peg about... I just, all right. You got 176 in there right now. <laughs> no, that's very low. I actually haven't paid rent yet, so I got more than that. Okay, cool. <laughs> Okay, so I have some questions All for right. you to decide whether or not this rich version of Matt Backus with $250 <laughs> is going to decide whether or not he buys Peloton stock. Okay, okay. So, Matthew, how are you? I'm doing well. Um, so, I understand you are financially liquid at the moment. That's and right. you're interested in Peloton stock. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm thinking about it. What does the company do? Well, they, don't they, they offer a service. Um, where you don't have to leave your apartment. You can go to these workout rooms. You don't have to work out next to the, everybody hates working out to the sweaty tryhards. You know, you don't want to be next to the sweaty tryhards. I am the sweaty tryhard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not a competition. You know, I'm just there to better myself. What are you trying to race away from your father? Come on. Okay. And uh, why does this company exist? Because it's the only one of its kind. But Name I, another company that does this. You can't spin. They don't. They don't. You can't buy a spin bike and take a spin class from your apartment. You can buy a, a class and you can pull up thousands of spin videos on YouTube. Yeah, but you're doing that. That's alone. These these Peloton things are like with classes around. Like it's a live instructor. Yeah, but what is don't the interaction mean? with a live instructor? You are in your apartment. You're focused and someone's giving you directions from a digital interface. How is that different from watching a YouTube video? It answers your question. Is that worth a $4,000 bike and monthly subscription? I don't know. I don't know. I'd, I'd rather be called a fat pig by a real person, you know? <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Who buys this product? People with too much money. Who are those people? In what circumstances do the they buy The people we're trying to market this podcast to. Finance people. People in the banking industry. People that are like, $4,000? Yeah, I'll do that. Cancel my gym membership. I'll go to uh, my personal trainer. He doesn't, you know, he says I need to do more cardio, so I bought this bike. Yeah, I think there is like, exercise brands, they exist for people who don't exercise. If you actually are in touch with your body and have an understanding of human fitness, really, it's all about the diet. There isn't anything you can't do with running and using body weight. The, if, I, if I imagine the perfect Peloton customer, I am imagining a woman trying to lose pregnancy weight who's not exercised seriously in 15 plus months. So she th sees the first brand in her rich friend's house and wants that. Right. I, um, I don't know. I feel like, I mean, you know, body, using your body weight. People in prison don't have Pelotons and they are jacked. I saw a guy performing on the subway the other day and he was like super yoked and he was like, my boy just got out of prison. Look how jacked he is. Like they literally said that. I would actually buy a Peloton and subscribe to the service if I could take classes with prisoners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want a prisoner to teach my class. Absolutely. Yeah. Those boys at Rikers need to work and I'm sure they'd be a more interesting instructor. Yeah, absolutely. That's, a, that's much more of a motivator. 
Man, that'd be a great place for us to do an act out or a character, huh? Yeah, it would be pretty sweet. Yeah, if any of if either of us were naturally talented, that would be a good place. Yeah, to... let's get Henry Zabrowski to come on. He's great. <laughs> hey, you know I'm also Polish, and uh, I am a big fan of those guys. Last podcast on the left, I so great. I fanboyed out for them. Yeah, they're great. I I knew them back when they were starting, and I when I travel, I go visit serial killer sites. Yeah, so I brought them a piece of John Wayne Gacy's driveway. Oh, nice. Yeah, I had a piece myself, and I put it on display. And people were like, "What the? That's not cool." <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of John cool. Wayne Gacy's actually a good businessman. So, <laughs> no, I swear to God, that's a clip. That's a clip for the pod. <laughs> so he was a had a pretty successful construction company. He had a good business model for <laughs> making a profit and finding a source of young boys to have sex and murder. But also, when he was in prison, he there was this you know serial killers are very kind of saw it after these cult figures. Right. And he was a painter and his painters were very valuable because this monster painted them. So he hired other prisoners to do John Wayne Gacy clown paintings and sold them as his own. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Damn. That's crazy. You know, when I think of John Wayne Gacy, I first think of him as a capitalist. Yeah. That's the money. You know, cash was everything around him. Okay. So back to Peloton. Why uh, will this, questions. Why will this company exist in 10 years? Because I think they're going to innovate. I think, uh, like I said, I think they're going to build a rowing machine. I think they're going to build, they have to, they have, to have had a treadmill, right? They have, is there a Peloton treadmill? Yeah, I, I believe that's there is a exist. Peloton treadmill. So that's what the other studios, they have a running one, they have a biking one, they're going to have a rowing one. Um, studios all around the world. This is, they're going to build content, YouTube, maybe they will have a YouTube channel. Who knows? Oh, wow. Maybe the, if, on, they should take that prisoner's idea. You can have it. If anyone from Peloton is existing, go for it. Yeah. But even like all these features are kind of built in like the elliptical machines here. Like you can go on a little running path. It's mm -hmm. awesome. So I don't know if there's anything proprietary about it. And last question, why will this company grow? Maybe it won't. No, I don't know. Um, I don't know because it has to. Because it has to make money. Stock. You know what I mean? We filed for IPO. We're in it. We've already... The rocket cannot land yet. You know, we've already launched. It's over. We're out there in space floating around. What are you going to do with it? We're going to lose a bunch of money. Yeah. I That's think the you, number one rule of this podcast is don't lose money. Uh, yeah, but we are breaking that rule with every single pick first and foremost. Yeah, but you got to, you know, you got to fall back to spring forward. You know what I'm talking about? Come on. And you want to look at the big picture when you put your money down on anywhere. It's the same as like when you bet on a football game, you don't want to bet on a shaky quarterback on the road. If you put your money on Peloton, are you betting against the obesity epidemic in America? I mean, I think you're betting against a lot of things. It's like, why are people working on it anyway? The world, we're going to we're gonna be in trouble here in a couple months. Uh, a couple years. The water wars are coming. That's what you need to practice riding your bike, because you're going to have to ride your bike 30 miles to get water. Okay, sure. So, yeah, we'll do that. It'll be fed by the droughts, and yeah. this company will grow because the world will will set on fire you're not gonna be able to ride your bike outside the air is gonna be too bad so you gotta ride it in home okay so if you're listening in bangkok a peloton might be the right way exactly. for you to exercise exactly that's a very bike heavy city you know people in denmark people in holland they love to ride bikes maybe they want to practice while they're in uh at their house yeah in, in holland you in their just... fjord or wherever they are yeah you you can bike in a fjord 100 <laughs> percent. yeah is this is this fjord bike accessible <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, we got to wrap it up. I think we've been going for, we're coming up on about 45 minutes, I think. Yeah, and most importantly, we can't invest in Peloton because the golden rule for the Hold My Bread investing prospectus 
is we only invest in companies in the tri-state area. That's right. If I can't drive it, I ain't buying it. Yeah. If we want to know that we can go shake down a CEO, ask them where our results are. Yeah. If I can't grab you by your ankles and shake you upside down, I'm not buying. So this week's pick, it comes to you from the bad blue collar town of Bedminster, New Jersey. I am talking about... Amarin Pharma. Yeah, we love pharmacies. Uh, and like I'm saying, like Peloton is betting against the obesity epidemic. I am p- with by putting my money on Amarin. I am putting my money on the obesity epidemic to blow out the marketplace and the arteries of consumers nationwide. I mean, heart disease is, in the, is a killer in the United States. So it's like we gotta let's invest in these companies that are trying to t- trying to stop uh, help people live, fix the hearts. So I just bought uh, 10 shares of Ameren Pharma for $14.11. And what they basically are bringing to market is a cholesterol pill that supposedly works a little bit more efficiently with triglycerides. And if they even have somewhat of an impact in that marketplace, I think they're going to have a long line of consumers and there's every ability for them to grow. I know they start at $2, they're up to 14 and if things go their way, I could see this stock easily doubling in the next year. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be, I think it's a good move. If you look at the numbers too, I mean, that company's been around since what? They were founded in 96. Um, yeah, I believe it was right after um, Richard Jewell was found innocent. They were inspired and <laughs> founded this company. Yeah, so um, I think it's a good buy. I feel good about this. I think this is a, uh, I don't know. It's good. Good, good, good pick for the pod. Good pick for the people. Heart disease uh, runs in my family. So let's, uh, let's fix the, fix these hearts. Yeah. Heart disease runs in my family as well. Runs and it is families. widely ignored. I am shocked. My father is still alive. How old, how old is your dad? <laughs> He's uh 67, but like he had a massive heart attack like 10 years ago and smokes 600 cigarettes a day yeah only eats hot dogs so (laughs) i think he has the same like level of health as donald trump well and he's the president (laughs) okay if i'm not voting for andrew yang i'm voting for bob walkowski bob walkowski 2020 (laughs) i mean if i you think i make bad financial decisions my dad like i give him money sometimes he's money always drives me crazy he told he called me he was really excited about a purchase he made and he said uh, I bought a, a a cane with a sword in it. Hey, I, my grandma used to have one of those. Yeah, so he's walking everywhere with a sword. And <laughs> I, I was like, Dad, like, or you think it's a good idea to bring a sword everywhere with you? He's like, no, no, I, I don't hang out anywhere with weirdos. Bad news, bro. You're, you, the, you're the weirdo. You're the weirdo, dog. <laughs> um, well, yeah. So, Amber, I feel good about that. I'm going to buy some of that. for. We're going to buy some for the pod. I'm going to buy some for my personal portfolio. Uh, I feel good about this. All right. Anything to plug this week, Maddie? Don't buy Zantac. Don't, did you see this? No. What happened with Zantac? Zantac is a big recall. Uh, they, there could be a class action lawsuit. So we're talking about hearts. I thought this is a heartburn medication. I've never taken it. I've never, have you ever had heartburn? No, I, I couldn't describe what heartburn is. People talk about it all the time, and I can't even imagine what that's like. You ever have heartburn? Yeah. What is it? What's it feel like? It's like hot acid. That's like acid reflux. That's but it's so it's not in your heart it's in your throat well there is some of it there's a big uh thing that it was uh contaminated and the fda has recalled a lot of uh, xantex so if you have xantex throw it the fuck out just that's a warning talk about hearts yeah we we're just out here trying to protect consumers yeah 
Throw out your Zantac, buy a Marin, yep. uh, really all sorts of good heart advice this week. Yeah, this is a heart uh, healthy episode. So eat your uh, Cheerios hearts. That's good for your heart, right? That's what they say. Allegedly. You could put anything on a, on a, on a box. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, you got anything we, we should wrap up? Thanks for listening, everybody. We, have, we did get some good feedback on the last episode. Our guest was great. I think we're going to try and have her back on. Um, yeah, and if you are a someone who works in a financial institution, please reach out to us, and we would love to have you on. Like, I know we're out here doing our best, but we're trying to learn and grow. Like, you know, this, as it stands now, like, with enough exposure, in a year we could be not losing nearly as much money. Yeah, we'd like to maybe wake, when they make money off this podcast. That'd be pretty sweet. Can you imagine? What a world. <laughs> um, but uh, email us, holdmybread at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Instagram, holdmybread. We got a couple good reviews, actually, on uh, iTunes. So please ooh. please leave us, uh, ooh, did you get some heartburn? It sounded like heartburn. <laughs> ooh. Uh, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It really means a lot. Um, yeah, follow me on uh, Instagram, Matt Backus. You're at uh, Joel Wachowski. Instagram, Joel Walkowski, Twitter, The Walkowski. And where are you going out of town? I'm going to Michigan for my cousin Moira's funeral. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well, oh, man, I messed that up oh, so sorry, bad. R.I.P. Moira. Have a good time at your funeral. I mean, wedding. Um, so, yeah, if you're there, go see. That's a Freudian slip right there. Yeah, um, absolutely. Probably because uh, visiting my family makes me wish I was dead. Hey, all right. Well, is your dad going to be there? Uh, yeah, we're going to have a great time. My dad is. Is he going to bring the sword? Uh, he's bringing a bunch of banjos. Oh, my God. We didn't even talk about your whale watching. Oh, yes. I went whale watching. That is the scam to end all scams. I tell you what. This is the big ball and shit we're doing now. We're sharing on rooftops. We're going to the beach during, uh, during the closed season. Joel's going whale watching on a big boat. It was $60. We oh. didn't see a whale. It was <laughs> a 80 degree day, but because of the speed we were going, it was... A wind chill of 22 degrees, and I was out there in a t-shirt throwing up. Oh, yeah, you get seasick. Yeah, I went with my best friend, who's a zoologist, who, like, made me do this stuff. And when you like, hey, where are the fucking whales? Man, this, this guy's such a nerd. Like, every time he sees a bird, he stops and gets excited. What a nerd. So, like, we didn't see any whales, but we saw three birds, so he's like, all right. Cool. Good trip. <laughs> no, we did. We saw a seal and we saw a porpoise. But you know, I've killed a whale before, so it's not that big of a deal to me. You're a big game hunter, huh? Yeah, I have. I've, I've helped um, in the murder of 300 whales as an 11 year old boy. What did you visit Japan? Um, I was sent to an international camp in the Faroe Islands, and part of the camp was to participate in the local cultures. And all these 11-year-old kids were used as helpers in the whale harvest. Wow. They had uh, just a row of boats herding just every pilot whale in the ocean, in the like local ocean towards the, towards the shore. And they had these nets that trapped them. So they would tie ropes around them. They'd have the kids pull up the ropes. And when the pilot whales were like close enough, they'd behead them. Oh, Wow. Yeah, with, with a big, with a what, with a sword, with a cane, a cane with a sword in it. Yeah, yeah. My dad would come. He'd shuffle up. He'd look around, make sure there were no weirdos, and he would behead a whale. Yeah, they needed a hot dog, and he'd be on his way. <laughs> All right, that's another episode down. Thanks for listening. Share your share this with your friends. If you live on, uh, if you work on Wall Street, play this on the trading floor. You know, <laughs> let them hear it. Yeah, and then uh, they'll be like, "Hey, where, where's the theme song?" Yeah, exactly. Here it comes. Here comes the theme song. Bye.